is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi guys, welcome back to Jeans and a Nice Top. I've got a very special guest with me today. It's Helen Chicks. Was that Chicks? Okay, it's just Chick. My Instagram Chick. Hand, it's just Chick because um, I had to put the X on the back of my my Instagram handle because Helen Chick was unfortunately taken. And stop. Yeah, but that's you know, the word. I know, I know, and it's funny because I look at the person with Helen Chick and they never post, and it's like fucker. <laughs> Why do those people always exist? I feel like there's always somebody that has the exact username that you want and they never post. It's never like a real account. It's always someone yeah. <laughs> that just doesn't exist right. but just has it. I've always I feel like to- now we've all learned something. So now I feel like I'm not even going to edit this out because now we all know that your name is Helen Chick, not Helen Chicks, which I've been calling you that for years. I reckon really? years I've been calling that. Uh-huh. Everybody still does. I get, I get parcels where they leave off the K and it's just become C-H-I-X and I'm like, oh, that's a unique way of spelling it, but sure. <laughs> You're like, sure, this is what I am now. Um, anyway, you've written a book, um, which is great. It is so gorgeous. I was just about to hold it up and then I realised this is not a video recording. <laughs> there is no point in me doing that. But we will put an image on our Instagram, which is jeans and a nice top underscore podcast. Um, it's called Sex, Swipes and Other Stories, The Modern Woman's Guide to Navigating the Crazy Fucking World of Mixed Signals and Dating, which I think everyone can relate to. <laughs> and you, like, self-published this. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, well, when I decided to write this book three years ago, I never really – I mean, the ideal situation was for me to find a publisher, but I think – the way the book is structured, being a hybrid between half memoir, half my dating, how to, it was actually quite a hard concept to get past the publishers. They just didn't see, um, they, they either said it could either just be a straight out memoir or uh, a dating for dummies, essentially. It couldn't be a mixture of both. And I always thought to myself, I'm like, why wouldn't you make it a mixture of both? Yeah. And Anyways, after a couple of knockbacks, I decided um, at the start of last year's lockdown that I would self-publish. I was like, you know what? We're about to go into a a lockdown, which is going to last God knows how long. May as well give this a crack and see how we go. It's so good because I feel like it actually has turned out better than it probably would have if you went through a publisher because it's like this beautiful, like for anyone that hasn't got it yet, it's like a beautiful like hard cover it's almost like a tabletop book you know like Mm -hmm. I would leave this out on the coffee table in my like all-girl share house yeah (laughs) for everyone to just have a look at that's literally I I think the aesthetics of it was always really important to me and that was part of like the decision-making process because I thought if I went with a publisher they're probably going to be dictating how it looks what what Mm. gets included etc and I just wanted to be in control of every part of that book and even down to the hairbands of the book I don't know a lot of people probably won't notice this but the headbands top and bottom are actually different colors and when I went to my really yes so when I went to my print is that like they've been printing books for god knows how long and they were like this is the first book we've ever printed with different colored headbands small, yeah, de- wow. small details but you know all matter. little things right um so for anyone that doesn't know you i guess what like run us through a bit of the inspiration of writing it like why did you write this book oh god goodness um well <laughs> 
the, I guess the long story short is I've been, this is focused around online dating and I've been online dating since I was 18 years old and I'm in my early thirties now. So it's, um, it's something that's well known to me. I'm like, this was before Tinder days that I was online dating and when it was still kind of taboo. Um, and at the end of, you know, at the separation point of like my second marriage, I, I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm single again. I've got heaps of stories. Um, I'm going to put it into a book. And it was always the feedback that I got from all my friends and just colleagues that I've worked with that have said, you have some crazy stories that you probably need to mm. share either start a podcast or do something with it. And I thought, you know what? I hate my own voice. So I'm going to write a book. instead. <laughs> so, yeah. And here you are on a podcast anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. still had to do it. Um, yes. You've got some great stories in here. Um, and one that I really loved because I just really deeply related to this. And I think anyone listening would as well. And it inspired us to kind of talk about in this episode about fuck boys and fuck girls, which you call fuck people, which I love as a term because it's not exclusive to men. And I think that term sort of arose from heterosexual relationships, but then really can be applied across the board. Right. Uh, but you've got this great story in here about this dog guy. So, and what I really love about your book as well, which I think everyone else should know, is that when you tell your stories, you include like your text exchanges, like or part oh, yeah. of. Yeah. And I feel like that is the most relatable part for me because who hasn't read or sent a text screenshot of a conversation <laughs> to analyze it? Yeah. I think it's so much easier to get the same kind of feel relatable for it to feel relatable when you're reading actual exchanges you know as opposed to just the story so yeah. i'm going to read some of them out but basically here's this dog guy so obviously jump in any at any point to actually tell the story i'm just telling your oh, story now <laughs> honestly this I, I think when i wrote this book i really it was really important for me to include all the text exchanges because because a lot of the times i'm like it'll take It'll be just so complex for me to try and narrate it, et cetera, when I could just throw in the text and then it would just speak mm. for itself. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It really does. And also, like, sometimes that is – that's the the experience, is that particular – you've everyone has had this exact text sent to them or not sent to them mm-hmm. as is in this story, you know. Um, but, yeah, so this – you you like this guy because you kind of tell him that you're not super into drinking at the moment and etc. And he's like super not 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 so much even cool with it. He just like loves that. Mm-hmm. So you were like, oh, this is a really good vibe. Which I think we've all had that where you're like, oh, hey, here's like a potentially awkward thing mm-hmm. about my life. Um, and the other person, instead of being weird about it or even making it into a thing, is just like, great, I love that. Mm-hmm. That suits me. So it's all it's all good. And then you get it. I think this is a pretty normal text, right? And you kind of say this as well. You're like, people do get busy. Like you can't just cancel someone just because they've got work. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but he yeah. basically says this. Hey, hey, so I hate to do this, but unfortunately I've got to go down to St. George Private Hospital for an afternoon meeting. So I doubt I'll be able to come all the way back during rush hour. Like fair. Yep. Right. But I feel like you had like your warning signs were already like flashing then when you got that text. Hey, I, okay. There, there should have been warning signs when I saw his profile on Bumble because <laughs> I do, I actually do warn against this um, in my book in that the guy had a line in his profile, uh, which included his Instagram handle. And it was like, I'm better on blah at 
yada yada Mm -hmm. and I was like oh god you're one of them but we matched anyway so I'm like okay the interest is there so why not jump across to Instagram and send him a message and he responded pretty much straight away followed me back etc which was nice and we had the conversation and I was like oh okay well at least he's not one of those guys that literally leaves you on read and doesn't do anything about it and Mm. so I think in the back of my mind I was hopeful that, you know, I was wrong and, you know, never judge a book by its cover. But I I think I was giving him a shot. But at the same time, I was like, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was going to cancel on me like during that day. And it just, it almost, it was so easy for us to make plans in that first exchange. Like I'm talking within like, I don't know, half an hour, we had made plans to go on this date, I don't know, four days down the line. And I was like, oh, that was pleasantly easy. But you know what? Yeah. He actually needs to turn up for this day. And (laughs) on the day, on the day, I just thought to myself, I was at training actually, I'm like, I wonder if this guy's going to cancel. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, if only only I had somebody to bet on this with, I'm like 50 bucks record, like down on the fact that he's going to cancel on me last Mm. minute. And he did. And that's when that text came through. But for me, I'm like, it's okay. Shit happens. But if you do cancel, you should always be like, look, what about another day? Propose another. So it's not like, oh, I'm sorry, I got a bail and then just crickets. It's if you got a bail because you've genuinely got work or you're sick or whatever, plan the second date already and have that locked in. Totally. And I feel like you do that when you like someone, hey? Correct. Like, Yeah. And you actually, when you have genuine interest, you do want to make the effort to actually meet them in person. So, you know, yeah. that was that was already and he hadn't, I mean, sort like there were loose plans made, but like nothing concrete. There was no like, oh, here's my availabilities for the next week or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you kind of go back in down the track because he's really hot. You say he's like a topless G.I. Joe, which is just a oh. perfect description. Look, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. He was very easy on the eyes. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? Fuck it. Like, I think sometimes absolutely, you know, when you you have that feeling like, oh, I feel like the fact that they didn't make a new plan says volumes. Correct. But I'm just going to give it another shot anyway, just mm-hmm. in case I'm wrong, because you're like, but they're really hot. I really like to mm-hmm. go and touch those abs. So I'm going <laughs> to give it another crack. <laughs> it's definitely one of those things where you kind of go, oh, it'd be such a waste if I didn't give it another shot. I'm like, what have I got to lose? And if they don't really respond, then okay, see you later. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, so when are we going for that walk? Which I love direct to the point, confident, what a vibe. And he's like, hey, hey, I feel like the fact that he keeps writing hey, hey is also <laughs> a red flag. <laughs> um, but he goes, hey, hey, this weekend. <laughs> and you're like, let's do it, which is totally being like, yeah, okay, when, fuck yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, like literally there is like if he's suggested this weekend, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. He should re- then follow up with, oh, what, like, you know, Saturday, 8 a.m. or whatever, you know, and it's always just yeah. fucking crickets and it's just no follow through. It's it, That's the most frustrating thing. Yes, exactly. And basically this just keeps going. Like he's then like, I think it's like two, yeah, two weeks later, you post a thirst trap on Instagram and then you just suddenly get a message. What a fucking surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> says, right. Hey, cutie, I'm sorry I've been MIA. Um. And then you actually put the little Casper gif, which yep. I love. Yep. And then he's like, ha ha. Um, and then he goes, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
wasn't really, like, wasn't okay. really applauding you on your fucking poor behavior, but sure. <laughs> I know. And then I love this from you because I also ascribe to this. I am like, put it all out there. Fuck it. Like, as long as you know, like you're aware that you might, it's probably not going to work. Why not just give it another crack? Because you then go, you can make it up to me about bringing your cute pup out for a walk. And I love that you also say that you just really wanted to meet the dog at that point. Oh, honestly, <laughs> it was I'm really like, cute. Can I just say the guy has like, I mean, he's a he's he's quite. You know, he's got a following on Instagram and then when he got puppy, he started a puppy Instagram as do most influencers these days. So from looking at all the the images of his puppy, I was like, oh, my God, I actually just really want to hug your dog more than I want to <laughs> hug you. <laughs> and, like, I just want to go on this date now to meet the dog. Like, I will yeah. be a happy woman if that's what happens. Um, but anyway, yeah, and then again, he just doesn't make plans. Like, it's just on and on. And I feel like we all, this is to me, the textbook fuckboy for me mm. is this person that, and like you talk about this, it keeps you hanging and kind of, it, it's almost, it get, he, they get you into a situation ship, but it's not always necessarily where you're even having sex or like hanging out with them. It can literally just be this weird attention time suck out of your life mm-hmm. where they're just like coming in and like getting off on the fact that you're there to reply to them, but never, like, you know, they almost just enjoy that kind of occasional back and forth with a hot person (laughs) that they're never actually going to act on. And I've had just so many of them, like, and I think we all have, we've all matched Mm -hmm. with someone on an app where we've had a vibe, it's been good, and then you just cannot seem to land them on an actual date and then you just get bored of it. And it's disappointing, but it's also just, like, frustrating and a time waster, right? Right, absolutely. Honestly, um, I mean, with this guy, I feel like he was very much just in it for a little ego boost, knowing that, you know, he's got all these girls. I don't know how many other girls he was probably doing this to, but has all these girls who are interested and want to meet him, and he's the one that's calling the shots as to whether or not, you know, he wants to meet them. Like, you know, I just felt like it was a massive, I don't know, power trip, ego boost, I don't know. Um, And eventually I just went, you know what, I've I've had enough and just unfollowed him and just moved on. And what's really funny is I think it was last year and I had – I was down around Bondi with my now partner and he was standing outside the grocery store (gasps) with his dog. And I just, you know, what's funny is that I recognized the dog before I recognized you. (laughs) You're like, that's the dog. That's That's the famous dog. It's a fucking dog that I wanted to hug. But now if I go and hug it, it'd be fucking weird because um, I, I, because he was staring at me and I didn't notice because I was, like literally fixated on this cute dog and my partner had noticed that he was staring at me and then when I looked up and I locked eyes with him I'm like oh fuck it's you and I just pretended like I didn't know him and walked into the grocery store and then I told my partner afterwards I was like oh you remember that fuck boy story that you read in my book and he's like yeah and I'm like well that's him and his dog out the front (laughs) 
my God. I love that. But also, I know you talk in this book about, like, no revenge and stuff, but also, like, what sweet revenge <laughs> that he had to see you with your partner, super happy, and you got to see the dog, even yeah. though you didn't get to pat it. No. Still. I, I mean, I wish I wish he went inside the grocery store and left the dog outside because then I would have, yes. you know, snuck in a sneaky little cheeky little pat without the You've owner. been, like, kissing its face <laughs> <laughs> and then just running away. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so you have 16, 16 different points on how to spot a fuck person, and I feel like every single one is incredibly valid, which is just alarming that there are that <laughs> many things that you can find <laughs> about a fuck person, but here we are. Yeah. But, look, I mean, I want to talk about some of them, but what's one that, like, is a big big red flag for you, do you feel? Like, what's your, like, one of your number one red flags for being, like, oh, that person's a fuck person? I think the biggest one for me is the the conversation and how much substance mm-hmm. is in the conversation so i i get really bored when things are just a top line there's no real meaning i mean besides the usual what do you do for a living and all that sort of bullshit that you need to cover um the biggest thing is like when they just don't want to get any like deeper into the conversation it doesn't mean that you have to talk really heavy things but it's just actually getting to know who you are and what your interests are it's usually how's your day been yeah been all right you know how about you and all that just very top line never moving past the pleasantries that's usually a first sign for me that's a that you're talking to a fuck person because they don't really want to bother getting to know you they just want to get past all the you know the necessary chit chat at the start, meet you and then fuck you. That's usually my biggest one. Yeah. And don't you reckon also it's like if it's all banter and no actual chat? Because, like, Mm. I definitely feel like the fuckboys that I have dated, we had, like, the zingiest convos on apps. It Mm. was really, like, fun and flirty Mm -hmm. but about nothing. Like, it's just Yeah, it goes nowhere. It's literally you're talking about – Nothing and nothing that matters, really. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, yeah. Like it, it can, it's not necessarily like it is small talk, but it's almost like modern small talk, you mm. know? Like I think in my, in my, in our minds, we think small talk and we think like, how are you today? And like, how's the weather? But like modern small talk is that kind of like back and forth, like shit talking. Mm-hmm. And you leave that convo and you're like, well, that was really fun. Like I had a really fun time. And I think those convos are great and they are, kind of for me I love like funny guys they were always like the foundation of any like I want to meet this person Mm -hmm. feeling was like oh they're really funny and they're like keeping up with this chat yeah but at the same time it's like that's all you do yeah it doesn't (laughs) then it's pretty surface level right I've even had conversations with guys where we've literally had like carried out a conversation in giffies there's not a word that's been exchanged everything is done in giffies just back and (laughs) forth I'm like wow this really is just a waste of time (laughs) have you ever gotten on an actual date with someone just from sending gifts no oh god can you imagine can you imagine I want to know if someone had Oh my god! The, the the like challenge is there for anyone out there who is single to try like and plans. get set up an actual date. Well, with what what, gifts what happens when it comes down to logistics and you need to like specify a place? I don't know. I don't know. It's for them to figure out. They're gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> you just end up at two different places. Yeah. Like, I really misread this gift. <laughs> um, but yeah, I a hundred percent agree, and I think 
anyone that has, you know, been in a fuck person situationship can look back and go, well, we didn't really learn anything about each other. Like, I definitely was, like, sleeping with some guy, like, the ultimate fuckboy of my past. We were sleeping together for, like, a year, I reckon, on and off. And I honestly know nothing about him. (laughs) I reckon I know... Like, I know his name only from Instagram. Look, that's the only reason I would know his last name. Oh, my goodness. I knew what he did, but then I don't know really what that job entailed. I'd never met a friend. I didn't even meet his housemate. Like, there was, like, and that actually leads me to one of my big ones from your book um, that I really want to chat about, which is that if they're a fuck person, their friends don't know you exist. And this is, like, I feel like this is a subtle sign but once you see it it is so glaringly obvious that that person Mm -hmm. is not that interested don't you reckon a hundred percent if you're interested in someone you will talk about them to anybody who will listen Mm -hmm. essentially right like i i'm one of those people that can't shut up about someone when i'm like really into them i don't know if it applies to everyone i would assume so if you're really actually into them you'll naturally find a way to include that person into your conversations with your friends one way or another. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, I just met this girl on this app and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she does this, she's amazing, et cetera, et cetera. If the, if the friends don't even know you're going on dates with this person, that's a bit of a, that's a red flag for me. Totally. And it's like, I, I think that it doesn't necessarily have to be that every single person in their life knows about you, but, mm. like, the big hitters, like, the best friends mm. and, like, the friendship group and that sort of thing. Like, if you think back to any time you were dating somebody and then you went and met their friends, they're always the reaction is like, oh, I've heard so much about you or mm-hmm. I'm so excited to meet you or whatever because they do know that you exist. And yeah. I think it's not so much, yeah, like – Like, when I'm dating someone that I like, I'm the same as you. I just cannot stop talking about them. Um, But not – I don't don't think everyone is necessarily like that, especially, like, those types of private people that, you know, like to keep things, like, like a bit nervous about talking necessarily in detail about someone they're dating in case it doesn't work out. But at the very least, if you're seeing them for, like, you know, longer than a few weeks, Mm -hmm. the people in their life would at least know that you exist because I feel like there would be times they'd be like, oh, I'm really sorry I'm going on a date or, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, I'm seeing this person, it's early days, you know, at, at, at least an acknowledgement of it. And I feel like this really applies, I reckon, when you're dating somebody and it's been, say, like a few months Mm. And you're like questioning whether it's serious or not and you're analysing the relationship. I think that is a really good sort of, um, what would you call it? Like a, a benchmark? I can't even think of this word. I Benchmark, I swear, I still have COVID brain. I am <laughs> so bad with words at the moment. A ben- That's a perfect benchmark. Yeah. Thank you, Helen, for, <laughs> for assessing if it's like – not going anywhere or not, you know? Have you ever have you ever been in that situation where you were both out and walking and one of their mates walks like, you know, you ran, run into one of their mates and they're having a good old mm-hmm. chat and forget to fucking introduce you. Like you're just standing there like yes. this awkward fucking, you know? Yes, or like you go out and then you see them out with all their friends and they are like kind of are like, oh, like let's hang later or whatever. Like they don't like incorporate you into anything that they're doing. You're just yeah. like exist in the same location yeah right but separate that's usually yes, that's a good indication time. i think i always think as well i'm like if you're into someone and you you have a you know genuine interest of like making something from this you'll always just introduce 
the person. I think it's just natural, no? Absolutely. And I also don't think like don't like hate yourself if this happens to you because I don't always think it means that they're embarrassed of you. I think it literally is just that they don't want those two worlds to mix. Like Mm. you are not a – that you're not someone that they're – looking to date seriously and that doesn't not necessarily mean there's anything wrong with you that can literally and usually I believe is actually more about them Mm. than you but it's it's actually just that they don't want like if you if they bring you in and like you hang out with mates or they introduce you properly or whatever that then brings questions from friends because friends are interested in what friends are doing right and then they're like oh yeah like what's going on with Mel, you know, or whatever. And they don't want that because you're like a compartmentalized little section of their life mm. that they're not willing to incorporate. Well, not so yet. So feel like shit about yourself. Yeah. Mm. Well, not yet, but pr- probably not ever, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> like if we're honest. Right? I'm sorry. I, do you believe, here's a question, do you believe that if you're seeing a fuck person that you can make them not a fuck person? No. Yeah, same. <laughs> That was the shortest combo ever. <laughs> but, all right, expand, expand, expand. <laughs> um, because okay, it, it you need to go into the relationship with a very different mindset if you want a like a truly meaningful like you know um, interaction. So if they've gone in with the mindset that oh you know what this is just very casual, I just want to you know do me, you do you, I do me. It's not going to change midway. Like they, it just mm. means that they haven't actually worked out what it is that they want, and it just doesn't happen when you when you're casually seeing somebody. Like I I I have not heard any stories where somebody has gone into some sort of arrangement with a fuckboy and come out and go, oh, you know what? We're in a really decent, long term, meaningful relationship now. It, it really does yeah. take the actual fuck person to be like, you know what? I'm done with faffing about. I would like to actually find somebody d- genuine and I want to date them properly. That that intention needs to be there from the outset. It can't be magically uncovered and unearthed middle of, you know, midway through, I don't know, raunchy sex or whatever, you know. it's That's what I think at least. Yeah, I agree to a degree <laughs> because I do think that – if it's early stages, like you've just hooked up a couple of times, potentially that connection could grow surprisingly. Like they might be like, oh, shit, like this person's really cool. I want to hang out with them beyond this type of hangout. Mm. Where I reckon it never changes is usually when you want it to change, which is like a few months in or, a f- or several weeks in mm. or whatever, where you've hung out with them quite a few times, you start to really like them. Mm. And they're still behaving that way because to, to me it's like the the fundamentals of I think like romantic relationships is that you your feelings will grow naturally mm-hmm. and that not for everybody is instantaneous, I don't think. I don't think it even like I think it can happen over the course of like a month or so. But there's a kind of like I feel like once you've hit like eight weeks, like if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it mm-hmm. and it's never going to be there, you know. And yeah. and I think that then that type of relationship is cemented and that's usually when you're going, oh, I really want them to like want me for more than this. I really want this to be more than what it is because you're growing. Those feelings have grown for you. But if they're still behaving that way, that's it. Like if they wanted you in a 
bigger sense they already would have started to behave that way but that doesn't really that's 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 about you but your the question was whether or not that fuck person can change midway and it's it's very it's highly unlikely because their intention going into it wasn't to find something meaningful it was something casual and just you know transient fully and they're and they're midway now and then that's that's what it is like and it's, once and it's when that relationship is set yeah it's when the non-fuck person really wants something and they're like oh fuck well abort mission now because this is not what i wanted and that's yes. where a lot of the you know the situationships happen and and you know misunderstandings because there's no communication at the start of what you know each party is wanting from the interaction and i also think like Again, potentially controversial, and if anyone's listening and has a different opinion, we welcome it. Um, come to the Instagram or to Facebook, which is Jeans and a Nice Top. There's a group on there. But um, I had this ex where I was on and off, and he was like textbook fuckboy. And what would happen would be we would be in sort of like a situationship, and then I would, you know, be over it or he would be over it, and then we'd break up from some fight or whatever. And it was every three months he would come back, Ugh. every three months. And every three months he would come back and it would be like – and I I look – I think for the first few times, this was like two years of doing this, oh but the first God. few times, I know, I think I was – I had really low self-esteem and I just like accepted anything he threw my way because I was like – thought I was in love with him and, you know. But to the, the last set of going back mm. – I was always like, actually, can you well, clarify no. how many times did you go back and forth? I I reckon it was like five okay. times. I reckon um, because it was like literally almost like almost exact like three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off. It would never wow. get past that point. It was so bizarre. But towards the end, when he would come back, I would be like, well, no, I want this from you. Like, I need like an exclusive relationship or I need whatever it was that I needed. And he would agree, but we'd still break up. So I almost think you can't once that, if that person is in that mindset, like you're saying, even if they, even if you try the like set them free and if they love you, they'll come back situation on them. Mm. I always feel like they come back and then that relationship is still the same because if they were going to commit, they would have done it ages ago and how long after you first broke up did this whole back and forth start going on was it quite instantly like you'd only been broken yeah. up for a short amount of time yeah see that's I think that if you're gonna go back to an ex like and it needs to be a decent amount of time it can't be a couple of months you don't really change your mind about like you know certain there's, there's underlying reasons why you've originally like where you've broken up from the outset and it doesn't just resolve itself just because you've pissed off for half and like like three three four months and come back and it's magically mm. gone it takes longer than that in my opinion yeah and the 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 sooner you get back together with somebody after you've broken up like it's not going to turn out well at least in from my opinion it's usually when you're like in your periods of loneliness you go oh maybe maybe I've jumped the gun and you know things will work itself out well, that, that's, that feeling is usually quite fleeting. You just need to know mm-hmm. how to manage it and move past it. And it needs to be, I would say, at least a year before you should even consider getting back together with an ex. Mm, that's big call. Yeah. I, I do agree, though. Like, I do think it's a time thing. Like, I think in that situation the issue was 
that he just had no commitment in him for me and probably because he just never had those feelings for me that were strong enough for that but then also, like, missed the companionship or whatever, you know, ego stuff. But, yes, I agree because I think I have – he is the only ex that I've gone back to. Mm. Um, But – in saying that, I've seen plenty of friends and so on, you know, go back to exes and it really did work. And after some pretty messed up situations that had like, you know, like involved, say, cheating or whatever, but there'd been a significant time pass before they went back. Like mm-hmm. it was like at least a year. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so true because there's so much processing that um That needs to happen. Because like you said, and like you said, feelings that you have are fleeting. You may not feel that way in six months if you just give it a chance. Yeah. But, yes, not that that's to do with fuckboys, but, you know, just another little (laughs) piece of wisdom from you, really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did have another one that I wanted to talk about, the texting thing. Okay, so this is a big one. You say they text you back hours late when you can see that they were consistently active online throughout the day. Mm-hmm such a big one yeah don't you feel like i just think that's one of the biggest red flags to me right oh nothing pisses me off than to see somebody constantly online or they've blue ticked you and they're constantly online i mean if you're really busy at work which i understand some people do have jobs that are quite demanding then you just say hey look um read your text busy at work let's chat after I finish. It takes two seconds, you know, unless you've got the fucking thumbs of a geriatric, you're going to be fine texting that in less than (laughs) 20 seconds, right? That's, there's no, you know, and it's when they can't even do that. That's a, that's a massive red flag. If you, if you're really that busy, you shouldn't even be online really. Also, it's like, you're not Obama, which is always yeah. the thing I would always say. Like, how busy can you really fucking be, honestly? I don't know. I'm so fucking busy. Like, I have so many different things going on at all times. But I am a big texter, so I do feel like I would text more in the early days of a relationship than most people. Mm. But then I only think the excuse is only for people. These are the people that I think get this excuse. Doctors and nurses. Yeah. Because you literally might be saving someone's life. Yeah. <laughs> Lawyers, but only if they're in the actual courtroom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. Police, only if you're literally chasing some fucker down the street or whatever you're doing. There's there's specific jobs where I will allow it, but I'm sorry, everyone has been in a meeting and texting furtively under the table. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. It's not that hard. It's just not that hard. And if you're one of those people, I have met a couple of you know men who aren't big on the texting. They you just say outright, look, you know, I'm not big on the texting, but I am free three days from now. Do you want to grab a coffee? Then that's fine. Then you kind of set the kind of tone for what they're like and they 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 manage your expectations that's what it is they manage your expectations mm-hmm. and so you're not expecting you know a response and uh, like you know immediately that that's usually a mature person they've just gone you know what I'm actually I hate texting I hate being on my phone which is fair enough um and if you do text me and I do take a while to respond, then, you know, it's usually because I'm in a meeting or I prefer to save the chit chat until we meet. And that's fair enough. But it's when you like you, you inconsistently, like, you know, one day there might be like, you know, texting back and forth, playing, you know, texting tennis, but the next day it'd be <laughs> radio silence and it'd be like tumbleweed going across and it takes three hours for a simple, are we still good for Saturday? 
you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, I know that one well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's it. Like, like the the I think the consistency is a big thing. And also I think when someone really likes you, you usually know where you stand. Mm. Like like you said, if they're a busy person, even if they were the, a fucking doctor, right, mm. or a surgeon, mm. They're probably going to be like, oh, hey, I might be a bit MIA today. I've got back-to-back surgeries. Like, you would know. Oh, yeah. You would probably know. I dated. Because they're communicating with you. I dated a doctor and um, and he'd be regularly be in, you know, surgery and whatnot. And, but he would always text me in between and just be like, hey, sorry, yeah. I just had to fix something for somebody. And I'm like, great, cool. <laughs> just literally had to, like, <laughs> repair someone's aorta, but, you know. <laughs> You're my priority. <laughs> but just letting you know, I've just like, I'm still in my scrubs, but I'm texting you back. I'm like, oh, that's nice. You know, <laughs> it's it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think also what you said about, you know, the organization of the dates, and that brings us full circle back to dog, dog guy, <laughs> is like, that is the bread and butter of like a healthy dating situation that is not involving a fuck person, is that- you know when your next date is, you're both organising them, mm-hmm. you're both contributing to the organisation of them, maybe one person is offering up dates and times, the other person's like, great, we're going to go, should we go to this place? You know, there's there's consistency in that you almost always know when your next date is mm-hmm. within a day or two from the previous date. Like mm. I cannot think of a time where I've dated somebody where it's progressed in a and, and also actually speaking of sorry to circle back a tiny bit you don't feel crazy i feel like that is like a huge telltale sign you do not feel like a crazy person <laughs> when you're not dating a fuck person you know like yes. you feel really like sure of yourself and chill and you're thinking about them but it's not in this unhealthy obsessive way it's just like I'm having a great time. I'm seeing this great person. I want to hear from them, but I'm also not desperately checking my phone every yeah. five seconds. Yeah, I feel like the biggest sign is where, like, you know, you're seeing a fuck person is if they trigger all your insecurities. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why are you better at, than me at saying all these things? I, like, talk for five full fucking minutes and you're like, here's just a little quick sentence that sums up <laughs> no. what she was trying to say. No, it's good. While you're talking, I'm like, well, what is the easiest way to, like, it's, it's <laughs> you know... <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. The triggering of insecurities. Yeah, because if somebody really likes you, you just know where you stand the whole time and there shouldn't really be any, like you say, craziness about your your behaviour. Like are you checking every five seconds to see if they're online or if they've, you know, double ticked, blue ticked your messages on WhatsApp, you know, Uh, or if the scene has popped up on your Instagram DMs, all that sort of stuff. I'm like if you if you know where you stand with somebody and they're into you, you you just won't feel those things. And I just think about, yeah, anyone that I've dated where it's been like a good situation and it's been like yeah like I wanted to hear from them and maybe sometimes I would check to see if they'd read the message if it had been quite a while but I had enough consistent interaction with them and dates with them and whatever that I wasn't like ruminating on it constantly like Mm. I wasn't consuming my day Mm. it Mm. was you know but when you're dating somebody that like yeah is really fucking you over it's like you wake up in the morning and you, like, grab your phone and you're like, did they text me? And then you're like, every 
five minutes you're checking. Right. There's there's been multiple guys where I like, you know what, it's it's easy now to look back and think about it. Uh, and I mean, writing this book was very therapeutic for me because I look back at the conversations and I'm thinking to myself, oh my hell, and get a hint. Why did you keep going? <laughs> like, can you just yes. like read between the lines? Old mate is not interested. Move on. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so true. And it's like, I just think about some things that I've done. Oh my God. One time I got this guy, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast, but (laughs) it is the worst. I was obsessed with this guy who was like, I worked with him in a retail store and he was moving overseas for like three months Mm. and we had hooked up and he had literally said, I'm really not interested in anything serious. So like, I don't know how I did not hear him say this to me Mm -hmm. but I didn't Mm. and then I was in my head because I was so obsessed with him I was like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna buy him a cupcake to like I can see your (laughs) face right now (laughs) literally Helen's face is everyone's face is listening to this right now (laughs) I bought him a fucking cupcake as like a like farewell thing yeah and it was just so desperate like 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 buying a cupcake fine whatever yeah did you, it's did fine. You, in did this you context, put a message the energy on it? was desperate. No, oh, thank okay. God. But I did. I can tell you that the core energy that came off this cupcake that was emanating from the cupcake was one of desperation. And oh. I just, when I gave it to him, he was just sort of like, "Oh, thanks, Mel." It was just so uncomfortable. Ah, oh. like I think about that. It's that thing where it's like sleep paralysis, but it's like me giving you a cupcake in the corner of your room. <laughs> That's like the ultimate sleep paralysis demon. But yeah, like I I um I definitely always felt crazy when I would date people who were not giving me what I needed from that interaction, you know? And Go- I think that's the biggest sign now. But going back to your your story about how he said that, you know, he wasn't looking for anything serious. I feel like mm. all girls just have like when when guys say that, it almost goes in one ear and straight out the other <laughs> immediately. It doesn't actually yeah, sit there. It's yeah. just like, no, you know what? I'm going to change that. I feel like every girl goes yes. through that where they're like, no, 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 I'm going to be the one that changes this, you know, this this motherfucker. He's going to be committed. He's going to come to the wholesome table of commitment and I'm going to be <laughs> that person and it never happens. No, it never happens. No. But don't you also think I feel like that's also because we often – um, I don't. This is just women, but we look at actions and we don't listen to words. Like we mm. go, oh, but he cuddles me in bed after we have sex. Oh, but he like, you know, kisses me on the forehead or whatever the fuck the thing mm. is we're fixated on. And it's like that shit means nothing if their words aren't lining up with it. Right. And that is a lesson that I. Honestly, don't know if I've even actually learned. I just have a partner now. Maybe I never learned it. <laughs> like maybe if we broke up one day, God forbid, I'd just be back straight back into messaging my friends being like, but he kissed me on the forehead. But Yeah, I feel like girls, we like to read into everything, whereas guys are just very literal. Yes, and I think we have to remember that, like, if they're saying they don't want anything serious, they do not want anything serious and you have to figure out if that's okay with you or not because you can date the fuck person, right? Like you can do it. You just need to know that that's what they are. Well, yeah, and not catch feels in the process. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to wrap it up there because I'm on my lunch break, <laughs> my day job. 
<laughs> but thank you so much for chatting. There is so much more about fuck people in this book. I can't even tell you. We've literally covered, what, like two of two the points. 16 points. <laughs> and then that's not even the entirety of the chapter. It goes into situationships. If you heard us talking about that and you're like, what the fuck is that? There is stuff on in here on that. And it's huge. And there's so much in here. It's a, it's a massive book. Well done. Thank you. Um, please tell everyone how they can buy it for themselves. I'm actually selling this directly through my website, HelenChick.com. So C-H-I-K, guys, dot com. <laughs> um, don't listen <laughs> to <that. laughs> Don't be. Or you can just search by the title and it should pop up. We'll also put a link to Helen's site in the notes on this episode so you can just scroll down. It'll Perfect. be right there. Um, and we'll do it on Instagram as well. Um, thanks so much for chatting. Thanks for having me, Mel. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.